Okay, welcome back. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what just happened, uh, but here we are, a couple of minutes late. So we apologize for that, but thank you to to John for helping us out here. Uh, it's Mark Ovenden with Curtis Riggs back on Calling All Sports. Uh, that was weird. I, I think I jinxed. I think I jinxed the show when I said when I was talking about the fact that a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, the log went nuts. The log went nuts again today. And the funny part was I checked it before the show even started to make sure that the break at 228 was two minutes long because yesterday it wasn't. And bang, that's when everything uh, went haywire. Anyway, we're back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, thanks to John Michaels for flipping the right switch to get us back on. And uh, who knows what's going to happen from this point. But uh, <laughs> we are going to talk until 255.17. And uh, let's let's go back to your trip down to Houston. Um because the last time I saw you was Sunday afternoon at about 5.30, and you headed to Houston. Uh, I didn't realize you were flying. I thought you were driving to Houston. Uh, the the weather that was going on at the time almost caused you to miss the game. It did. Yeah, we, you know, there was a downpour in Dallas. Uh, it, you know, all the Jacks fans, the Rabbit fans, were trying to get back to South Dakota to avoid the snow, but then a rainstorm hit Dallas. Well, it's even worse in Houston. Uh, there was thunderstorms, tornado warning, and so we couldn't. We were on the plane on the runway multiple times. Finally, they brought us in, said flights canceled, and it was just a, a just mad chaos. Uh, the whole the entire plane, everyone was going to the game, and so I, I quickly jumped in a car and I walked into uh, Kalen's family suite at, at 6:29, and the game was kicking off at 6:30. So perfect timing. Uh, his agent, Jimmy Sexton, was like, boy, you couldn't have timed that up any better in that southern accent of his. It was it was great. Um, but so, yeah, it worked out okay. How nerve-wracking was that? It was. It was really tough because it was pouring rain. Traffic was chaotic. And uh, as you come into Houston, you're seeing the lightning all across the sky, and then you're getting the, the alerts of a, a tornado warning. And I'm thinking, what am I driving myself into? Is this an episode of the movie Twister? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I right, let's talk about the game. Uh and and you know sooner you get to sit 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 down in your seat in the suite to enjoy the game and uh Michigan rips off two long touchdown runs and it's like, "Oh boy, oh, this is not good." Although Washington has the firepower to come back, it yeah. still was a bad start. Yeah, it was. It was tough. It uh, almost 200 yards rushing in one quarter. And when you watch it, you see a couple bad fits defensively. And the defense did a great job after adjusting and, and really minimizing what the Michigan offense was able to do. But the, the Washington offense just could not get going. Michigan did a very good job early in the game with their A-gap pressure with those two big interior defensive tackles of getting in Penix's face. And you could see that was a big difference the rest of the game of him missing those throws that he made all season long. And a lot of that is is attainable from that pressure in your face. Yeah, when he missed a Dunze on what would have been a touchdown oh, on that down. fourth down play, uh, which huge. is, yeah, that that was the game right yeah. there. It felt it, like it I, anyway. I felt like there was three big plays offensively, that that one, and then um, there was two times where they were 20-13. to 13. They go to throw a swing route on third and seven, and it bounces off the tailback's chest. I thought that was huge. And then the long pass to a Dunze that gets called back on the holding call. 
that's when you just felt like all the air was out then at that point. Michigan, Michigan then got the ball back and then took it out and scored, and you could just feel it yeah. all go away. Yeah, they were going to drive down there and, and tie the game. Yeah. I felt bad for number 73. I think he was looking for a place to hide. Oh, yeah. You, you know what's bad when a player looks up at the big screen, watches the play, and then just starts shaking his head. Uh, he's completely defeated at that point. And you could see, I don't know if people noticed, but Washington started to adjust and do multiple ways of pass protecting, mass protection, having a tight end that would help that tackle. But sometimes you got to get guys out and you got to take a chance that he can hold up his own and make the blocks and, and he struggled. You just kept thinking they were going to pull this out because they'd won all these close games. What was it? Nine straight games, less than 10 points. Yep. Uh, you're, you're asking for trouble when you're in so many close games like that. I mean, that just, just like the Vikings last year when they won yeah. all those 11 games by less than 10 points. This year it came back and they were less than 500 in those games. It is so hard to do that. And you kind of felt like Michigan's physical style of play ended up making the difference in the game. Oh, without a doubt, for sure. I, I, you know, Michigan gave them a chance. I mean, I think they had four drives where it was 20 to 13. And, you know, like talking to Kalen after, it's, um, it, it, if we played well and got beat, I'd be okay with it. But playing as terrible as we did, I feel like we can honestly beat those guys. That's where it's tough. And then you got to go in, you know, you have your family on the field. It's emotional. You got to go in and dress the guys and you have a camera in your face the entire time coming off the field. And then as soon as you come out of the locker room after talking to the guys, cameras right there in your face. And it's really hard to take a step back and kind of just breathe and think about, you know, what just happened. He said he was sorry to yeah. his team. I, I did, that was so Kalen of yeah. him to be so selfless, not worried about how he felt. He was worried about his team. Well, and if people saw the game day special, you know, when they asked me, how do you, why is he such a good coach? Is because he does it for everyone else. You know, he does it not to let other people down. And that's why he works so hard. He's always afraid that I'm going to walk off the field feeling like I could have done more. And that's a perfect example. You know, he's thinking he could have done something differently. When in fact it's, hey, you know, Michael Penix, your best player, had a, had a bad game. Dylan Johnson's trying to play hurt and it was visibly noticeable. You got a bad matchup with your offensive tackle. We missed some tackles. I mean, it's football. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you got to think he learned that from being a player for Bob Young. Cause didn't you guys always sort of have that feeling that I, I just don't want to let coach down? Yeah. Coach and our teammates, he was so good at getting all of us to, have that sense of uh, um, being a part of a team that it, there's no one single person. You know, we all got to do this. And even if you're that right guard that's undersized, outman, you know, you're still going to give us everything you have, and we'll help you with that. All right. We're going to take a break, I think. It looks like everything's in place, thanks to Tom Mitchell. I'm not sure what went on the air for the first couple of minutes of this break, but we're going to take a break and come back with uh, more of Calling All Sports right after this. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. 
Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Helator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Helator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Advanced Thompson Vision. We change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1. 1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. You hear me talking about Great Life every day for a reason, and it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you, and that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> that I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) But our golf pro certainly can. (laughs) Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden, along with co-host Curtis Riggs today. 
we are sure glad to have you with us. Thanks for staying in there after a little bit of a technical faux pas here at the start of the second half of the show. We're back. And, uh, and Curtis, you know, with, with Washington losing on Monday night in the championship, it looks like all these star players are going to the NFL draft. They might have as many as they're going to be in double digits, I think, guys that get drafted potentially, won't they? Uh, or I close? I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, for sure, Adunze, Trice, uh, um, you know, the quarterback is, is going to get drafted. The offensive tackle is going to get drafted. Westover, I think, has a chance to get drafted. So you're looking at Polk. five guys there. Polk probably will get drafted, and McMillan probably will get drafted also, even though I think McMillan should come back for another year. Um, it's so hard, though, when you get an agent that's telling you, hey, here's how much you'll make, here's what round you'll go, and you you feel like, well, it's validated then. It should happen, and rarely does it ever work out that way. But uh, they're going to lose some key components, but they've already you've seen them already starting to fill in the holes and knowing what they're going to lose and, and you know getting the all-pack 12 receiver from Cal on the portal is going to be huge for them, and they have some great young receivers coming up. All right, so where does that leave us with Kalen? Because he's had a track record of being someplace for two years and moving on. Obviously, with Nick Saban retiring yesterday, that's been part of this whole whirlwind week. I I did not see that coming. I was surprised by that because he's, what, eight wins away from 300 wins. Yeah. I thought for sure he'd do one more year, but he's he's ready to be done. Uh, and I thought Belichick, and that's why he'll coach some more because yeah. he wants to set the all-time record. 15 Shula. wins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyway, back to Saban. Obviously, Kalen is a name that's being discussed a lot. I mean, uh, Lanning and DeBoer on, on a couple of articles that I read were the two main guys to go after. And Lanning this morning, Dan Lanning from Oregon has already said, I'm staying put. Yeah. Um, as, as Curtis's or as, as Kalen's friend, Curtis Riggs, mm-hmm. if he says to you, what do you think? Or if he says it to me, I'm going to go, I think you should stay where you're at because they're going to throw a lot of money at you. Your daughter's playing softball there. You need to settle down in one place for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and, and, and this is your team. You've helped to build the culture as opposed to going into a situation where the culture's already set. Uh, the expectations are ridiculous. They're almost unattainable, really, at Alabama or even Texas A&M. And we'd had that discussion a few weeks mm-hmm. ago about Texas A&M. I didn't think he should have gone there. And that's my team, but that's because I know how crazy their fan base is about winning. Well, Alabama's another step higher than Texas A&M. What do you advise him to do, or what do you think he'll do? Well, you know, there's a lot of bouncing balls and and, and a lot of things going on. I, I think um, you're right in a lot of ways. I think uh, Washington is probably regretting how they handled things, um, wishing they would have gotten things done. Sooner. Yeah. Because, you know, once it got to the Pac-12 championship, then Kalen stopped negotiations saying, hey, we're playing in the Pac-12 championship, and then we're playing for a national championship. And I don't want anything to ruin or distract this team. And so he set aside all of his stuff and just focused just on that run. And and Washington had, you know, had made an offer at that time and, and – um, is probably wishing they would have made a much better offer because, you know, now after what he accomplished, I mean, that, that offers is really moot at this point. Um, 
yeah, obviously he's a hot name and there's other schools and he shouldn't be compared in the same breath with Lanning because he's 3-0 against Lanning. Um, I think it's not even comparable. Lanning has unbelievable facilities, unbelievable um, budget, unbelievable NIL. I think they're second in NIL. You know, Washington is, is not even close and look what they were able to accomplish. I think his track record speaks for itself. I think there's really no one else you know, besides maybe Kirby Smart, who could match or be in the same category as, as what Kalen's doing. So he's going to be a hot topic. There's going to be a lot of people out there that want him, and they're going to pressure him to try to get there, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on Washington to keep him. The other thing that makes it tough, Mark, is his wife is so supportive, meaning it's almost one where you don't want this response, but when you go, hey, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you think? And what, Hey, whatever. Whatever you want to do. I know you'll make the right decision. And she'll be all on board. And his daughters will be the same way. And even his daughter who's playing softball at Washington. But Kalen would love to stay there and watch her. You know, he would love to be there and watch her play. And, and still, you know, she comes in the office all the time. And, and they're very close. Um, so that obviously comes into play. I, I'll tell you this. I'll say in the next couple of days, there's going to be, you know, some big decisions, whatever way it goes. It's going to be a lot of stressful nights. And uh, he'll make the right one. He always does. It always works out that way. And what I told him this morning was you make the right decision. It's not because you went to a place and that place had everything ready for you. You go there and you make it that way. His work ethic, his culture, getting people to buy in, that's what makes it great every place he goes. So if he stays at Washington, they're going to continue to be great. If he goes somewhere else, they're going to be good. Well, and here's another one to throw out there. If, if, if Harbaugh takes the Chargers job, then Michigan's spot is open, and I'm guessing yeah. they're pretty impressed with what Kalen's done, too. So here we're talking about Nick Saban in Alabama. There might be other opportunities in the very near future that present themselves. Yeah, I mean, just think, you know, a, a small-town kid from Millbank, South Dakota, is trying to decide really probably his last contract because it's probably going to be a seven to ten year contract wherever he goes, it stays at Washington or goes somewhere else. And you're looking at, well, do I do I stay at Washington? Do I go to Alabama? Maybe Michigan? I mean, that's so like that, hmm. that's the pinnacle of coaching right yeah. there. And and he has it right there at, at, at right there in his his reach. Um, he's very aware of that. He's extremely thankful for where he's at. Uh, I know he's going to do some great things for his assistants, showing appreciation for what they've done for him. Um, but this has got to play out. And as this is going on, Mark, he's also still working the portal. There's one more day left on the portal. He's working, you know, with uh, uh, high school recruits. They got four big commits coming in this week. Um, so you got to still maintain all that as you're trying to figure out what you want to continue to do with your future. Which is confusing for the high school kids and the guys in the portal because they're wondering if he's going to be there. And if they're going to go to Washington, they're going because of what he's created. Well, and every school wants it done immediately. Alabama said, we want this done in two days. And you saw they already lost a five-star commit receiver already decommitted and saying, hey, I don't know what the future is here. I'm going to go somewhere where I know what's going to happen. And other schools will use this, too. Guaranteed Georgia saying, hey, oh, yeah. you don't know who's going to be the coach there at Alabama. Come over here. We're, we're pretty good also. And, of course, this affects Chuck Morell and Ryan Grubb. Ryan Grubb wants to be a head coach. I don't think yes. there's any question yeah. about that. But Chuck, I think, probably would go wherever 
Kalen goes. Is that a fair assessment? I, I think he would. I think, you know, Chuck's done enough to establish himself to where he, he's in it now. He'll be at the FBS level as long as he wants to be. Um, but, yeah, I could see him going. I could see the staff, if, if Kalen were to leave there, I could see it becoming split. You know, some stay, some go. Uh, but the thing I'll say is Kalen has such a network. Um, from all his years and what he's created, uh, he, he's going to have really good people with him. It was unbelievable to me how many Washington Husky fans there were Monday night in the state of South Dakota. Uh, that watch and, parties and yes, you name it. it. It was unbelievable. Even the, at the game, the Sugar Bowl was eighty percent Texas, twenty percent Washington. Of course, but still a strong contingency back here. And then now the national championship though it was about fifty fifty. And then yeah, you saw all the watch parties and everyone supporting and. And, um, you know, just rooting them on to try to get that game tied. we got about 30 seconds left, I think. Uh, you got to be awfully proud of your best friend. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, his, him, his family, how they maintain, how they handle, um, just the appreciation he shows. And it, the toughest part for me was seeing him hug his daughters and then him going to the locker room and try to address the guys because you, you don't want to reward them for participation. You know, they work their tails off, and you lose the ultimate goal. Yeah. Gosh, wish they could play that again, huh? Yeah. yeah. Best of three, maybe. <laughs> I don't think Michigan's going to do that. Yeah. I don't think my brother and my sister-in-law and their, and their kids are going to do that. They're big Michigan fans. So, uh, as they said to me after the game was over, welcome to the Big Ten. And I responded, hey, there were more good teams in the Pac-12 than there were in the Big Ten this year. And, and Lisa goes, you're right. Yes. And then she left it at that. Big Ten SEC is also something you got to consider when looking at jobs, too. Lots of balls in the air the next few days. Yeah. That's why we had this talk today. Yes. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. We'll be back again tomorrow on Calling All Sports. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.